is an audio platform created to educate, inform, and empower women to take charge of their physical and mental health. Join Shalana Battle and her occasional guests as they discuss many issues and health topics that concern women. While many health tips and advice will be discussed on this platform by licensed professionals, it should not take the place of seeking help from your own physician or therapist. If you feel that you need professional advice or medical assistance, do not hesitate to contact your provider. Now, let's get to the show. Hey sis, welcome to the eavesdrop. I am your host, Dr. Shalana Battle. I just want to know, did you exercise this week? Are you drinking enough water and minding your business? You know, they say it keeps your skin clear. (laughs) Most importantly, have you had your pap smear or your mammogram this year? A little birdie named Good Morning America told me that you all are afraid to go back and get these important preventative screenings done. A researcher on Good Morning America reported that there has been an 80% decline of women who have gone back to get their mammograms and pap smear since the beginning of the pandemic. Although most of the time these are just routine tests, they can also be life-saving for some women. It is so important that you get vaccinated and go get your routine exams. So if you are listening and you have not been back to the doctor since last year or a few years, I encourage you to make that appointment today. There is something circulating in the media this week that really pulled at my heartstrings. And it was the news about Shikari Richardson and her suspension from competing in the Olympics. For those who don't know, Shikari Richardson is a track and field sprinter who competes in the 100 meter and the 200 meter race. She rose to fame at Louisiana State University after running the 100 meter race in 10.75 seconds. And her speed was record-breaking for the NCAA Track and Field Championships. She qualified to represent the United States in the Olympics in Tokyo after her victory in the 100-meter dash at the U.S. Track and Field Olympic Trials. This victory transformed her into an overnight star and subsequently made her a spectacle in the public eye. All eyes were on that girl, Shikari Richardson, and for most, she was the only reason why they were even interested in watching the Olympics. I know this is true for me. The only reason why I was going to watch the Olympics was to root for Shikari Richardson because I just knew she was going to bring home the gold. People all over the world started comparing this lady to Florence Griffith Joyner, also known as Flojo who even after her death still holds the world record as the fastest woman to ever run the 100 and 200 meter dash. For a 21 year old, that can be a lot of pressure, but her journey to the gold was somewhat cut short. Just recently, the United States Anti-Doping Agency suspended her for a month after she tested positive for marijuana. And I am not here today to say whether or not this decision was appropriate. You will just have to tune in to the wind down 
to hear where I stand on that. But I want to talk about something Shakari Richardson said in her interview with the Today Show. She revealed that her mother passed away just a week before she qualified to compete in the Olympics. She found out about her mother's death from a reporter. Not her grandmother, not a sibling, not a mentor or close friend, not her pastor, a reporter. And before I continue, I just really think that these reporters need to have boundaries. Like boundaries really need to be set on these reporters as to what they can say, what they can ask, and what they can do because this was really inappropriate. Um, after losing her mom, she had to put on her best poker face and compete in front of thousands of spectators and critics. She went on to say that she used the marijuana to help cope with the news about her mother. And what resonated with me is that she had to put on a poker face. She couldn't take the time to process what had just happened to her. Although she was in emotional pain, she had to smile for the cameras. In her words, she said, I had to put on a face and go out in front of the world and hide my pain. And I thought about that statement and how it applies to so many people in the world today who are suppressing their emotional pain. There are individuals living amongst us. It could be a friend, it could be a coworker, it could be a spouse or even you who live each day in pain secretly while raising their kids, supporting their spouses, working nine to five, and the list of responsibilities can go on. And this is a problem, not only for professional athletes and celebrities who are under a microscope, it seems, but also for us who have to put on for our families, our friends, and coworkers. Living in undisclosed and unaddressed pain is detrimental to your health is detrimental to your relationships, and it really affects how you function in society. Most people are familiar with the saying, take a lickin' and keep on ticking. It used to be a slogan for the Timex watch in the 1950s after the company came up with an ad campaign where they literally put their watches through torture tests to prove their durability. I am here to remind someone today that you are not the Timex watch and you do not have to endure internal torture and unrest. When we take a licking, it is important to stop and sit in it. Process what happened. Process how you really feel about it. Think about how these feelings will influence your behavior and how it will affect your life. Then once you have done this, Think about healthy ways to heal from it. Some healthy ways include seeking a therapist, seeking closure from this situation, joining a support group of other individuals who may have gone through the same thing that you are going through, talking to your family and friends about your pain, taking a vacation, setting healthy boundaries, reading self-help books, praying, fasting, meditating, exercising, and of course, listening to the eavesdrop. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Whatever you do, 
make sure it is an outlet for you to express how you are feeling. Don't ever be afraid to seek help and support from mental health professionals. And of course, from those who you trust and from those who love you. Now today we have a special guest with us. Tisha Williams is a sales director for Mary Kay. And she is here to give us all the tips and tricks for having healthy skin. I am so ready for you to hear this conversation. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, Tisha. Thank you so much for being on the eavesdrop today. It is such an honor to have you here to talk about skincare. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That yes. is my number one uh, everything is skincare and especially our Black women and skincare. Yes, exactly. And I think just like you said, this is a topic that applies to all women, especially women of color, all women, whatever age they are in their lives. I think as women, our skincare needs may change with our age or at whatever stage of life we may be in. So I think this will be a very informative show. But before we begin, please introduce yourself. And I want you to kind of talk a little bit about your Mary Kay journey as well. Okay, well, my name is Tisha Williams, and I am a uh, sales uh, director with Mary Kay. And I began my Mary Kay journey for the second time, I should say, May of 2020. And we were in high time during the pandemic. I literally only came into the business because I was helping out my friend. Yes, I was always a lover of the products. I was always a user of the product. I believed in the product. However, she had gotten back into the business and she was pushing for a huge goal. And my only reason, so I thought then, was just to come back in and help her. I can't join the business during the pandemic, I might add. About two weeks later, I had a virtual business launch. Because remember, everything by May Mm -hmm. 2020 had started to close down. So I actually had a virtual, it wasn't even in person, Shalana. I had a virtual business debut. And Mm -hmm. my debut party was as an excess of maybe like $3,700. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I had a huge (laughs) party. And I said, you know what? I think I want to be more than a personal user. I think that I really want to get back into enriching women's lives one face at a time. And I did just that. And I began to build a team. There were women who partnered with me, who trusted me enough in this business that decided to lock arms with me and partner and also do Mary Kay. I submitted for director and qualification. That means I had the requirements to go into the directorship program. And then, of course, we needed to do what we needed to do to finish as a unit. So I signed my um, agreement to go into the director and qualification uh, period in October. And we finished in two months. And December 1st, we became the Unshakable Faith Unit. Wow. So during your virtual business launch, you said that you made over Mm $3,000. What do you think led to your success? In all honesty, number one, I prayed and asked God to send me the right people for the launch. 
-hmm. Number two, Mary Kay has been around 58 years, recession-proof, pandemic-proof. Mm -hmm. And I think what also really contributed to it is that we were home. Women were mm -hmm. home, and they were, because of what was going on during that time, Shalana, I think that really mm -hmm. took people to wanting to care for themselves. Yeah. It seems like a lot of self-care and self-love ministries was birthed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that Mary Kay is my ministry. It allows me to freely and openly talk about God first, family second, career third. That is our motto. And you know, on any other nine to five job, we can't do that. But in Mary Kay, we can freely talk about the goodness of Jesus. We open up our meetings with prayer. We close them with prayer. We pray with each other. We laugh with each other. We cry with each other. We encourage each other. We are a family unit. Yeah, definitely with God and togetherness, all things are really possible. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. I never knew that I would get to this point. And I can honestly say in March of this year, 2021, our unit earned our first car. So we are considered a grand achiever unit. And we are just waiting to pick up uh, our 2021 Chevy Malibu. Yes. So now does the car belong to the unit in general or well, does it belong to it, an individual? It belongs How to does me that? as a director, mm -hmm. but I, I include the unit, Shalana, because I mm -hmm. couldn't do it without them. Yeah. It takes a team effort. So whenever I talk about our success or my success, there's no me without them. So yeah. I always say our, because I'm a representation of them. They are the sole reason, along with, of course, myself working my business, that we are where we are today, that I am where I am today. I couldn't have done it without them. So I yeah. always say our. <laughs> yes. So congratulations, Tisha, and to Unshakable Faith. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's dive right into today's conversation. So as I said before, today we will be discussing skin care. Before we get into taking care of our skin and the processes and the ways that we can do that, I want you to elaborate on the different skin types. Okay, so of course, the, for everyone has a different skin type. You and I both may not have the same skin type. So the different skin types, there are normal, dry, oily, combination, and sensitive. And each type uh, has their own designated skincare regimen, if you will. So your oily, you may have like an oily combination, whatever skin type regimen that you use, you are going to strictly look for that particular, for that particular skin type. Myself, I am combination to oily. So I would not use a dry regimen because I'm not dry. I need those special uh, properties that are solely for combination to oily skin. That is what I need. So you have sensitive skin. We have our teens who are kind of in that um, acne stage, if you will. Mm -hmm. So then a teen wouldn't use combination to oil. They would use something that's geared towards taking care of the acne. So there are different mm -hmm. skincare types that we all possess and we just have to know our skincare type and then be able to choose the right, the right skincare regimen to be able to combat that particular skincare type. And I'm also combination. 
Like I'm really oily around my T-zone. I guess the T-zone is usually the forehead, yep. the nose, uh-huh. and the chin. I know that yep. part. And very exactly. dry around my cheeks. <laughs> exactly. So you're, yeah. so you're a combination then. Mm-hmm. So you have that combination skin. So you need that particular skincare regimen that's going to combat both of those areas that you need. Because you can't just focus on the, the oily and then mm-hmm. forget about the dry. So that's right. why it's just so important that you ensure that you are using the right uh, skincare type. And remember, with the seasons, your skin tends to change, you know? So like during the summer, my skin is more oily. And while here in Florida, we really don't have fall or winter, if you will, but I do notice that October, November, December, my skin kind of changes. So then I have to switch up my skincare regimen to ensure that I'm using the right one. And so while we're on the topic of skincare regimens, I think we all want to know if there's a right or wrong way to perform a good skincare regimen. Some women may have a three-step process and others may have a more extensive process. But what are the steps that should be included in all regimens? When I was doing my research before, we got started with the show today. I read there's like a process where there can be 11 steps and I don't have time to do 11 steps. So what do I really need (laughs) in my skincare regimen? (laughs) That is a good question. And actually today, my senior director and I, we partnered together and we performed facials here at the local hotel. So one thing that you always want to ensure that you're doing, you always want to ensure that you're cleansing your face and you must cleanse day and night. Okay. Usually when I uh, add an exfoliant, I exfoliate like once to one to two times a week. It just depends kind of what's going on with your face. Everyone doesn't need to exfoliate every day. So once to twice a week is good for exfoliation. You definitely need a moisturizer. Even if your skin is oily, that's such a myth that women have, oh, I have oily skin. I don't need to moisturize. Yes, you do. We still need to moisturize. And we still, depending on what's going on with our face, that determines if you need to add any type of serums. Usually when I am tired and I've been up all night working or just, it's just been a hectic week, I tend to, you tend to, you're, you're, I tend to show it on my face especially around the eyes. So there's uh, various eye creams that you can use. There's eye patches that you can use. There's eye gel. So you got to know your skin and know what's going on with it. But literally a a simple skincare regimen is going to consist of a cleanser, a moisturizer, uh, a night moisturizer, because you definitely want to wash off the day's ingredients that has you know fallen on your face. You definitely want to be able to wash those away at night. And you definitely want to use a night eye cream as well. Again, depending on what's going on with your skin, I do recommend my customers to exfoliate once or twice a week, but that is not something that you want to do every day. And how often should you use a mask? Mask, I normally mask, again, depending on what's going on with your face. Like right now, because we are in COVID, I am seeing more people who are having the mask acne, if you will. Mm-hmm. And what's happening with that is because right now, even though the state of Florida is kind of lifted with some of their pans, but a lot of our jobs are still requiring us to wear masks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. because of the mask on all day, the oils, the dirt is trapped in the mask. So the first place you're going to see the mask acne 
is literally around the areas that house the mass. And that tends to clog pores. So you definitely want to use my favorite is a charcoal mask that I am using during this time because that's going to help unclog pores. It has an active uh, navy bean in it, active charcoal, that's going to help pull out those impurities and to help open up those pores. So it, if you have any like acne spots going on, there's masks for acne. If you lack moisture, there's moisture intense uh, masks. And then if you have, again, the charcoal mask, that is going to help alleviate any of the mask acne, if you will. And that's going to help keep your pores from clogging because the oil saturates on your face. They saturate in the mask. If they're disposable, make sure that you are putting on a new mask every day. And if you just decide to wear those decorative masks that we all have worn, you definitely want to make sure that you are washing them often. Exactly. Yes, definitely want to make sure okay. that you're washing yeah, that's a good point that you bring up, um, especially people who work in the healthcare field or people who are constantly around people every day. They have to wear a mask all day. And that's a personal testament for myself because I started to develop the acne around my cheeks and on my chin um, around the time because I have to wear the mask all day long. And I even had to go to the dermatologist and right in the regimen that the dermatologist had me on was a mask, was an ex exfoliant, <laughs> a cleanser and all kind yeah. of stuff. So he got yeah. me together. I'm back normal now, but, yeah. but I needed all of that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and so, you, again, you just mm -hmm. said something, you needed it then, but now that you've gotten it under control, then you can kind of wean from everything, but your cleanser and moisturizer, you definitely need that stuff. But those right. extra supplements, as we like to call them, once you get the skin mm -hmm. under control or, or where it needs to be, you can kind of wean away from those. So again, right. your every day is going to be your cleanser, your moisturizer, you know, your eye creams, but that the added stuff is going to be your exfoliant and your mask and your serums. Exactly. And so a lot of skincare regimens include different products, as you've mentioned, such as exfoliants, toners, and serums. And you've mentioned all of these, but I wanted to break down some of them just to get an idea of why we use them. Because okay. just example, you know, when I was put on my skincare regimen, I was given an exfoliant, I was given a mask, I was given a toner, I was given a lot of things in a regimen. And I used it because a dermatologist said it worked. But if I had to tell you why I was using a exfoliant, I wouldn't be able to tell you. So I want to kind of go down the list and go through the regimen. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. Okay, so serums. Serums are great for delivering amino acids and peptides. Peptides is used to help stimulate collagen, antioxidants like vitamin C. So there's a serum mm -hmm. that, of course, Mary Kay uses because that is what I use. It's a mm -hmm. vitamin, it's a vitamin uh, C plus E because vitamin E is also good for our face. Toners right. are used to close pores. So the, those large pores, the toner is going to help to close the pores and tighten the cell gaps after cleansing. It helps mm -hmm. to reduce the penetration of impurities. Exfoliants, that is going to remove the leftover dead skin, and that is going to help reveal a bright and healthier skin. Now, this also, by doing your exfoliant, this also allows uh, skincare products to penetrate the skin better with the excess dead skin removed. Because if it's dead, it's, there's nothing getting through there. 
There's nothing able to penetrate to that good skin that's trying to come through. Of course, when performed correctly, the exfoliant can help clear out clogged pores that, of course, clogged pores leads to breakouts. That's why we break out because our pores are clogged with the oil. So the exfoliant is going to help rid of that. Moisturizer, the moisturizer is simply what it is. It is going to prevent the skin from drying out, leaving your skin hydrated and smooth. And I would like to add this footnote that a moisturizer, for those that don't know, it is more powerful when it's applied to lightly damp skin. So after I wash my face, and if I'm gonna use my exfoliant when it's time to moisturize, I make sure that my face is still a little damp. And then I add uh, my moisturizer. Okay, and sunscreen. So one of the things that came in my regimen was sunscreen. And I was like, I'm not in the sun as much, so I'm not going to add this to the already $300 bill I already had. So I said, okay, I'll leave it there. (laughs) So, but, you know, I remember the dermatologist saying, well, even if you're not going to be in the sun, it's still very important. And I want you to, to elaborate on the sunscreen. Yes. So most moisturizers will offer SPF. I recommend, I don't care if you are not in the sun, we are in the sun, we have to walk from our cars to the buildings, to, to our homes. You are in the sun. And mm-hmm. just because we may not be working in the sun every day, or we may not be beach goers or anything like that, it is still important to protect mm-hmm. your skin. So of course, Mary Kay offers a moisturizer which is our day cream is like we like to call it that has SPF 30 in it. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. then you also have some that does not, but I never recommend to any of my customers get the one with the SPF in it. Because even though we say, Oh, I'm not in the sun, as you said, Oh, I'm not in the sun. I don't need that. But you do need it. We you do. all need it. But if, if you're walking outside at any given moment, you mm-hmm. need to protect the skin. And the SPF is going to protect the skin. No, it doesn't go the full gamut of sunscreen, Mm -hmm. but to be able to definitely moisturize with the SPF like already in it. So you're not using additional steps, you know, Mm because right now we're in a microwave society and the the most thing I get from women when I'm introducing skincare, I don't have time. We have time. You have additional 10 minutes to take your skin in the mornings. So yes, I would recommend a moisturizer that already comes with the SPF in it because then you don't have to do an additional step. Exactly. And to add to that, when we're driving in our cars, I realized on my way from the dermatologist that I was being exposed to the sun. (laughs) So I eventually ended up getting the moisturizer with the SPF, but I thought that was very important for us to know because it's a common misconception. It is. is Oh, I'm out of the sun. I don't go to the beach, but honey, you walk outside. Every day we're having to go outside to go wherever it is that we have to go to the grocery store, to work, to church, wherever we are going, to the mailbox. The sun is bright. It's shining on you and in our cars. So yes, we need to do all we can to protect ourselves from the sun rays. Yeah. So when we purchase our skincare products, like if we're looking online for a particular skincare line, if we're going to the store, we're buying something over the counter, what should we look for in our skincare products? Because they all are different, but I think, you know, there's so many options out there. 
So to narrow down what is good for our skin, what should we look into? Well, one thing is, of course, knowing your skin type. Mm -hmm. uh, one main thing, honestly, that I can attest to look for is the good housekeeping seal of approval. If you have a good housekeeping seal of approval, then it's a winner. That is the main thing that I look for. And I tell um, customers, oh, well, I'll just go get this over the counter. But do you have a representative that you can actually talk to that can ensure that you are using the right product? That if something works, do you have that 100% money back guarantee? Or just that I believe in like that white glove customer service, that if I get you a product that doesn't work for you, I'm able to go back, research, because I don't know everything, but we have tools at our fingertips to be able to go back and research to ensure that we are getting you the proper, the proper product. So the first and foremost thing is going to be to know your skin and know what you're targeting. Because, you know, you go over the counter and you get something that's for acne prone skin, but you don't have acne prone skin. So why mm -hmm. are you using something that's going to be probably a little bit more potent because acne, they're trying to fight it and you have the silic acids and your different retinols. You want to know your skin and know what you're looking for. So the first thing before uh, you go out and do anything, I would always say do a skin test. Mary Kay, we are able to do you know, kind of a try before you buy, if you will, mm -hmm. to, to see how the product is going to work for you and everything. So I would definitely go with something that is reputable, has the good housekeeping seal, and uh, you've done your research to know what you are targeting on yourself. So you don't mm -hmm. go and buy the wrong item. Right. And you've mentioned that vitamin E and vitamin C are really good for the skin. Are there any more minerals that we should seek out for our skin that should be in our skincare products? Yes, yes, absolutely. So of course, one of the min minerals is protein. So of course, our body breaks it down into building blocks called amino acids and reuses them mm -hmm. to make other proteins, including collagen and keratin, which forms the structure uh, of the sun. Amino acids also helps to slough off uh, the old skin. Vitamin mm -hmm. A, both the upper and lower layers of our skin need vitamin A, and it helps to prevent, again, sun damage by interrupting the process that breaks down collagen. It also helps the oils around the hair follicles wake up, and it also helps cuts and scars to heal, vitamin A. Vitamin C, think of collagen. It helps protein hold its shape and it's a powerful antioxidant protecting from free radicals and lowering chances of skin cancer. Mm -hmm. And we may think um, as African-Americans that we cannot get skin cancer and we can. Yeah. My yeah. father is actually a skin cancer survivor. It started off on his skin as what we thought was a pimple and it was not. So we definitely need to make sure that we're doing all we can to protect our skin. Vitamin E, this antioxidant and anti-inflammatory can also observe energy from the UV light, which damages skin and uh, is prone to wrinkles and helps with wrinkles, sagging skin, and of course helps to defeat skin cancer. Zinc, our layer of skin has five times more zinc in this mineral than any other layer underneath. Zinc also helps to heal our skin after injuries. 
So those are a few very important uh, minerals for the skin. You can definitely never go wrong with your vitamin A, your vitamin C, and your vitamin E. And we know as growing up, you know, when you got to cut or bruise, they would say get a vitamin E capsule and mm-hmm. put open the capsule and that'll help heal the skin. So those are some important minerals that are very useful for the skin. Yeah. And so there is a saying that you and I are both probably familiar with. You are what you eat. (laughs) And this resonates because in a sense, we do become what we eat. I think that how we eat affects our health in many ways, even our skin. And in your opinion, how do you feel about this? And in what ways does what we eat affect our skin? And what changes can we make in our diets to have healthier looking skin? Well, of course, diet does affect our skin greatly. And as you said, most don't realize what we consume into our bodies. Mm -hmm. This is absorbed by our digestive system. And of course, what goes in, what comes out. And it comes out in our skin. It comes out through our pores. So skin ages when it's deprived of nutrients, such as the proteins, the vitamins, and the minerals. Um, you know, as the old folks used to say, an apple a day keeps the, the dentist away. You just definitely want to ensure that you are having your uh, fresh fruit, your vitamins, your water, the H2O. I cannot stress that enough. That helps. And just to just be cognizant of your body. And that goes for like the dairy and the meats that we eat. So you definitely want to ensure that you are getting in though your nutrients your proteins, your vitamins. There's nothing wrong with taking vitamin supplements, if, you know, for you to take vitamin supplements and then your minerals. Because again, what we consume is what comes out. When you consume that sugar and all the oils and all the grease, that's, that stuff has to have somewhere to go. So it is absorbed into our body. And then it's, it's coming out through our pores and coming out through our skin. So we just have to ensure that we are very cognizant of what we are internalizing because again it's going to come out right and lastly i think as women we all want to take a sip of water from the fountain of youth or at least look like we did (laughs) and in my practice i am often asked by women how they can keep their skin looking young how can they avoid wrinkles and crow's feet and the list of concerns goes on So my question to you is how can women keep their skin looking younger as they age? And is this even possible? It is possible. But the first thing you want to do is you got to protect it from the sun rays. We definitely have to use the SPF, exercise, rest. We sometimes, you know, as women, we're working on our tanks are almost empty and Believe it or not, it's going to show in our face. So you want to make sure that you're resting. If you are smoking, you want to stop smoking. Of course, diet and use a regimen that is suitable for your skin type with age fighting properties. All of these things can assist. So for someone who is 70 plus years old, of course, our age group, we don't need the same age fighting properties as somebody 70 and 80 years old. They're going to have that more uh, mature signs of aging. 
And that's what we don't want. So we just want to make sure that we are still taking into consideration, getting your rest, getting your exercise, and make sure that we are using a regimen that is suitable for our skin type. And if you have to add on those supplements, as we like to call them, whether it's the mask or you're starting to get any puffiness or the crow's feet, excuse me, there are products that are available that can be used to treat those areas. So it's just a matter of doing what we need to do to stay alive. We're doing what we do to help that, those cracks not to happen. But definitely, I cannot stress enough exercise in the diet because again, mm-hmm. what we consume, our body absorbs it and then it has to come out from somewhere. So yes, mm-hmm. we can look like from the fountain of youth. We just need mm-hmm. to make sure, again, that we are paying attention to the specific need at hand. Yeah. Like again, when you knew you needed to go to the dermatologist regarding through mm-hmm. your breakouts, mm-hmm. you, 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 you address the need at hand, but now you can kind of put those products on the shelf for a little bit yeah. and then go back to your regular regimen. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. paying, paying attention to our body. That's the main thing. Pay attention to your body. Our body is going to speak to us and it's going to mm-hmm. let us know, hey, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I agree. And I think um, it's important too for people when they're in their youth to start really taking care of their skin then. Not to wait until they get... Oh of age or seasoned, I like to say, to start really practicing a regimen. I think that that's another common misconception. Oh, no, I'm starting to age, so let me get on this regimen now. But I think if you start in the beginning and you just keep up the regimen, it does help. It it does. And even my daughter, who's 14, I've started her on a regimen. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. have any age-fighting ingredients in it. However, Mm -hmm. it is getting her skin accustomed to a skincare regimen. There's so many misconceptions because they're teenagers. Oh, they don't need. Yes, they do. You need to, Mm -hmm. we need to teach our girls and our boys how to care for their skin. And it's never too early to start. You know, we want to raise, you know, productive citizens and not repair broken Mm -hmm. boys and girls. So we start that concept now with our skincare. When they get to be our age, they are going to look good. Yeah. You know, because they're starting now. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely agree. Now, before um, we end the episode, I definitely want you to just give the audience your information and where people can find you and learn more about Mary Kay. Yes. Okay. Again, I am Tisha Williams. I am a sales director with Mary Kay. I have a website that you can reach me on, which is www.marykay.com backslash T.L. Williams. My phone number is 239-691-5918. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Drop me a line. I will be more than happy to answer any questions, share any knowledge that I can regarding skincare. But my main focus in life is to get everybody on a skincare regimen. We are changing and enriching lives one face at a time. Yes, I am so very proud of you. I can't say it enough. I am proud to call you my soror. And this has been an awesome episode. Thank you so much. Yes. I appreciate the opportunity mm. to share my knowledge that I have. You're- 
You're welcome. And I want to publicly congratulate you on this episode uh, on your new position as first vice president of the Fort Myers alumni chapter of the best sorority in the world, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Shout out to Fort Myers alumni. Yes, thank you so much, my It is so appreciative that we can support yeah. each other. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and so I'm proud of you and all that you are doing in the Dunbar community thank and you. how you've been such a trailblazer. And I thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and share some knowledge with us. I am so appreciative of this opportunity. So thank you. And thank yeah. you for all you are doing to promote and empower mm -hmm. our women. So kudos to yourself, my girlfriend. Yes, it is my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>Thank you so much for tuning in to the eavesdrop today. I hope that you enjoyed Tisha and that you learned something new about skincare. Stay updated for upcoming shows and information concerning the eavesdrop on Instagram at the real eavesdrop underscore podcast. If you are enjoying the eavesdrop, don't forget to rate the show and share the information with others. Also, the eavesdrop's mission is to inspire uplift and educate women. So far, this podcast has been listened to and downloaded over 1500 times. It has definitely inspired and improved the lives of the women who listen. And in order to keep the show going, it requires not only precious time and talents, but also treasures. If you are looking for ways to support the financial upkeep of the show, visit the website at www.theeavesdroppodcast.com. Well, until the next episode, be well, be whole, and be blessed. Bye.